There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, and too rare to die. Welcome to episode 31 of the Digital Freemason for Monday, July 10th, 2006. I'm your host, Scott, and I'll be taking along my excellent adventure through the world of short Masonic educational papers. This one uh, sort of percolated up to me when I was uh, on vacation last week in sort of retrospect of a get-together that we had with a number of uh, people who were interested in joining our lodge. Uh, we had a sort of a, a large inf informational get-together of uh, about half a dozen gentlemen. And uh, being one of the newer members to our lodge, I was invited along to sort of take a, a bit of time and discuss what it is that, that I felt I was getting out of the lodge and getting out of Freemasonry as a whole. And I found it to be difficult when people ask me what exactly is Freemasonry and what is it that I get out of Freemasonry. And, and especially when it was in a, a formal environment such as this, where the questions were coming from all different angles and from all different people. So. I, this piece I found from the Masonic Service Organization, and uh, it deals basically with uh, what's your answer to when people ask you what is Freemasonry or what is it that Masons do. And uh, so I'm just going to get going on that, and I'm going to let this piece speak for itself. So with no further fanfare, let's get on to this. What is your answer? A Mason sometimes is asked by a friend, a neighbor, or a business associate, what do Masons do? The question may be worded more generally, what are the Masons? In either case, the brother is challenged by the realization that there is no simple answer which he can rattle off of the top of his head, because the question is really asked for a comprehensive explanation of what organized Freemasonry is, what its principles and purposes are, what programs it is engaged in, how it carries them out, and what satisfaction the individual Mason derives from his Masonic membership. Some of these considerations arouse the fraternal doubt that you can't tell that, or that's a secret, so the brother's reply is marked by hesitation or reluctance to explain. Puzzled by the difficulty of knowing what the facets of the vast subject of Freemasonry, the questioner is really inquiring about the Mason, just doesn't know where to begin, and too often may avoid a simple statement of facts, he isn't sure of what to say. or. Knowing that his questioner is a practical man of affairs, who measures outcomes quantitatively, in materialistic terms, that is, he realizes that Freemasonry's reputation cannot be explained by charts, statistics, or financial statements, because the fraternity's real worth can be expressed only in spiritual terms, and that is rather difficult to explain to the uninitiated. Masonic terminology, the most comfortable words with which to reply, seem inadequate or out of place, Masonic secrecy gets in the way. Embarrassment is probably the commonest cause of a brother's difficulty in replying to the question. He is embarrassed because he realizes he doesn't really know enough about the fraternity to give a good, simple reply. He knows that there is much more Masonic activity going on in other lodges over the country and throughout the world, but he has never taken the time to experience some of it or to read about it with any real interest. He hasn't given much thought to the subject. He's never expected to be asked such a question by a non-Mason outside the lodge. Even though he has experienced Masonry, he has never tried to express in words just what Freemasonry means to him. A well-informed brother, therefore, 
will prepare himself for the possibility of being asked such a question. Even though no one ever asks the question, he will have the confidence of knowing what Freemasonry means, especially to himself. First of all, he will determine to give a Masonic answer, one which asserts the real nature of the fraternity as a spiritual force, as a way of life, which seeks to improve men morally and spiritually, by associating with those other idealistic men who want to improve the quality of life around them by means of brotherhood which emphasizes the fatherhood of God. In an age which derides ideals, absolutes, the concept of law and order, and advocates relativism instead of the standard of excellence, which angrily demands rights instead of responsibility, and which preaches the nihilistic doctrine of individualism or doing your own thing, Masons find it difficult to explain the fraternity's idealism and its charitable and educational purposes. But it must be done. A Mason must give an answer to that question, what are the Masons? There are really so few secrets which a Mason is required to keep, and so much that he should proudly proclaim to others, that this principal concern is answering the questions is probably the doubt he can give an adequate Masonic reply. The esoteric parts of the ritual work, the grips, the passwords of the three degrees, these are really the only secrets which are being kept inviolate because it is impossible to communicate to the uninitiated the joys and satisfaction of brotherhood experienced in the labors of the Lodge. This, too, becomes a secret, because it is inexpressible. But there is so much that can be told about Freemasonry, about a particular Lodge, about the individual Mason, that the real problem is in answering the question, what do Masons do, is really only to say, to satisfy enough the questionnaire without boring them or distracting them. He can point out that Freemasonry is an educational organization. By means of the ritualistic ceremonies and other educational programs, Masons learn and teach the truth of morality, justice, patriotism, and the necessity of brotherly love to achieve these universal ideals. Reverence for the great architect is inculcated because men are brothers, only if they are related to God as the sons of the Creator Father. He can explain that Masonic meetings, while resembling meetings of any other organized society, have a distinctly Masonic character. They are opened and closed with prayer. They are patriotic because the nation's flag is kept in an honored place in the lodge and properly saluted with the Pledge of Allegiance. They are opened and closed with Masonic ceremonies to remind the members of the principal purposes of the fraternity, which are to develop brotherly love and respect for truth not the truths of scientific fact or history, but the truths which guide a man to live happily and harmoniously with his fellow man. For the real reason Masonic meetings do not permit the introduction of discussion about the sectarian religious differences or partisan political opinions, a Masonic Lodge, if it is working seriously, teaches its members the principles involved in attaining a universal brotherhood of man under the fatherhood of God. A Mason is also free to explain that Freemasonry is a charitable organization which acts to relieve the distress of local individuals who are victims of calamity and that has created programs and institutions to care for the needy senior citizens or to provide scholarship aid for worthy and needy young people in college. Masonic homes and hospitals, Grand Lodge scholarship programs, charity funds, 
and the hospital visitation program of the Masonic Services Association are examples of such achievement. Freemasonry is also, but not primarily, a social organization, which arranges special meetings in which to invite the wives, children, neighbors, and friends for the purpose of entertainment sociable and sociability. Masons seek the pleasure of associating with other members of the community, hoping thereby, thereby to reveal the serious and idealistic nature of the fraternity's objectives. There is so much that a Mason can tell about his beloved fraternity, but the way in which he tells it is more important than what he tells. When a Mason is conscious and proud of the moral and spiritual achievements he has made through Masonry, when he has been inspired to sh display the beauties of friendship, morality, and brotherly love, when he realizes that his own personal life is the most important evidence that he can give to show what a Mason is, he usually finds it very easy to talk about the fraternity to his non-Masonic friends. When he knows that his lodge is a spiritual force, when it is learning and teaching its members the universal ideals of the craft, when it is actively promoting charitable programs and pursuing truth, he will tell that what Freemasonry is with conviction and enthusiasm. But what he must know is what he is talking about. This essay suggests only in general terms what he can talk about. He should be prepared, be prepared to fill in the details. When he is convinced that he can supply those details, he is ready to answer those questions. What do Masons do? And what are Masons? When he is asked the question, he must then decide on how much or how little to say. A brief but adequate reply is advised, for if the questioner is not satisfied, he will undoubtedly ask for further information. The following answer is only suggestion. They are accepted because they were good men who believed in God and hold high ethical and moral ideals. They go to meetings which they call the Lodge in order to learn and teach what friendship and morality and true and the truth really involve and how to practice on a small scale the reality of brotherhood. They also have meetings open to their wives, children, and friends where they promote an understanding of the serious nature of the fraternity by entertainment and sociability. Practical programs for charity and relief are planned and executed. The special kinship that they feel for each other as a brotherhood is their deepest satisfaction. So that's what the Masonic Services Association has to say about how to answer those questions. In retrospect, after reading through that piece, I think I did a fairly good job. I talked about it at a personal level. I talked about what it was that impacted me. I, I didn't talk about it so much at, uh, at a global level, but there were others more, uh, more senior than I that were able to talk on that. But I was just able to give sort of a younger aspect as to why I joined and what I got out of it. And hopefully the... Uh, the gentlemen that were attending the informational session were able to glean some information that uh, was relevant to them as to what the, the lodge and what the fraternity is about. So I'll leave it to you to make sure that if you get asked what are Masons or what is it the Masons do, that you yourself have a solid answer that reflects well on yourself and as well as on your lodge and the fraternity. I'm Scott Blaskin. If you have any further questions or comments, love to hear from you. Email address is podcast at kinggeorgelodge.com or you can visit our website at www.kinggeorgelodge.com. Until next time, take care and keep the shiny side up.